Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. All right, we got big shoes to fill after the producer show for a couple of hours. Shroppy heading out. Gonna go be cruising in the Queen City in his new whip. Isn't that a great feeling? Shroppy yes, with a new car. You know about that about three times a year, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but my first uh, couple of cars, well, actually, my first car wasn't as nice as Shroppy's, though. What is his car? Did he say what it was? He said he got a 2023. Oh, man, he just Already me. it's new, though. I yes. mean, if you get a 2023. Man, how old is Shroppy, too? Do you know, Fitty? I think he's 20, 23 years old. Woo! Yeah, 23, 24. Already I bought, I bought my first truck at, I was 18. Okay. Yeah. 18 when I bought my Chevy Colorado with 13 miles when I drove off the lot. But it wasn't the new. Was it a new car when it you bought new, it? new. Oh, okay. So, man, here you are talking about fat stacks, and you still make up lies about how I need to buy your lunch for you. And here you are buying new cars when you're 18 years old. I didn't do that. I did the hand-me-down thing. I know that when I was growing Me up. Me too. 100%. Well, my mom bought my first car, but it was like a... It was a it was a Chevy Lumina and it was an older model. It was nice, but it wasn't so, anything new. So my first car, it was uh, it was a hand me down. But I can't act like this was some you know beat up car from the eighties or anything like that. It was nice. My dad gave it to me. It was his old Mercedes. Okay, so it was a nice car, but it was really old. And so the fact is, anytime that I needed to get an oil change, I had to call around. And the cheapest oil change I could get was $150 for this thing. Mm. It was $150 for an oil change. And so that car, I needed to run it into the ground. And then when it was barely clinging on to life, I was like, yeah, this is the time where I need to go ahead and move off of it. Because anything that you needed to fix, I couldn't pay for it. And you also don't want to go back to daddy's money every time that something needs fixing for it. So old Mercedes, foreign things that need to be fixed out of my price range. I could not move on from that car <laughs> sooner and faster, and I'm glad that I'm off of it now. Now I got a good old Jeep, <laughs> just good old classic Jeep, not exactly the hardest thing to take care of. Yeah, man, that's dope. A lot of people do say that when you get those foreigns, man. You were whipping a foreign though, I was. at an early oh, age. So, so it was, yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> when, when, you had the, when you had some hip-hop rolling and we had the Bose speakers in the back, too, oh, because okay. that's what dad— uh, put in the put in the car, so we were rolling with that, and then so yeah, it, it was nice. You would feel yourself every once in a while until the car wouldn't start, and then you really couldn't floss oh. on them like that anymore. <laughs> it was how it long was did you keep that car again? It was brutal. So I had it. I think I got it. Man, I was probably I was in college. He gave it to me. 
my sophomore year. And so I drove that for probably about five, six years or so with big time breakdowns in between. But yeah. did it work out for you, though? Like I said, when you were talking to the ladies and then you could be like, yeah, she's like, what kind of car do you have? And you're like, yeah, I got a Mercedes. Yeah. It was like, not, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, and it was so again, this is this is classic old daddy's money stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it was it wasn't like I was I would even live in a rough looking house with four other roommates where the rent was dirt cheap, but the Mercedes was in the garage, right? It right. was like when Kimba Walker was playing on those Hornets teams. It was like when Kimba Walker <laughs> was the Mercedes, but the house was not exactly nice. It was mm-hmm. the Mercedes in the trailer park. That's what it was. <laughs> That's where I was living. But my dad hooked me up real nice with the whip. We got some texts coming in. 704-570-9610. 704 said, now the Mercedes oil change is like $300, man. I don't Ooh. doubt it. I had to call. I had to call to get the cheap Cheapest price at 150, like 300. That's what was the consistent. I never knew that the oil change there was that expensive. And you probably have to go to the dealership, probably, I guess, to get the best results or to get it done right. Um, Because I I get my oil changes at. um, I didn't go to the dealership because it was too much. Yeah. So I had to go find something else that specialized in foreign cars. Mm. Yeah, man. It was like that for me. Uh, Moose wrote in, Walker has that car. Uh, and he asked if that car turns into a sub or a boat so I can now swim with the fish. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, now my passion has gone t- from the Mercedes to fish and sports and all that good stuff. Trophy husband wrote in, Walker, I've seen homeless people with nicer phones than me. You can't make that a test of wealth. Yeah, that's true. 100%. No doubt about it. What was your first car? I'm happy about Shrop. I'm happy he got his first car or his new one, 2023. What was the first car you ever drove? You can text us, 704-570-9610. What did you say yours was, Wes? Uh, it was like, a, I think it was a 95 Chevy Lumina, and I got it in like 2003, okay. I believe. All right, 95. Yeah, see, that's that's more of the story, the yes. 95. Mine was a 99 that got handed down to me in 2012. So, big old gap. I didn't get my first one until college. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. What was And you bought yours, and it was a truck, Fitty? Well, my, my first ever uh, vehicle was a 1995 Ford F-150. Then it crapped out on me, so I went and bought a 2016 Chevy Colorado. Okay, there you go. Truck guy. Mm-hmm. You're always going to I could hear the, the country song playing as he pulled off the line. Mm-hmm. High school. Stuff. Yep, 100%. Off that dirt road. No doubt about it. That's Fiddy's first car. We want to hear about yours again, 704-570-9610. I just mentioned him, though. Kimba Walker, there's some news about what I still feel is the best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Let's get off the bus talking about an OG. Go ahead and open up the doors, Fiddy. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! I also want to hear from everyone. How are you feeling after the Kimball Walker news? If you don't know, AS Monaco, one of the better teams overseas, but still a team overseas, a Euro League team, has signed Kimball Walker to a one-year deal. The four-time NBA All-Star makes the leap to play in Europe for the first time. Just the one-year contract. And we know that Kimball Walker, at 33 years old, had bounced around the NBA for a couple of diff- for a, a couple of years now with a couple of different teams. After Charlotte decided they were not going to pay him the monster contract, goes to Boston, has one more all-star season with the Celtics, and then goes to the Thunder, tries to make it work with the Knicks, and it eventually just fell out of favor for him. How do we feel about this, though, Wes? Because 33, it's not crazy old. I think if you look at Gordon Hayward, he's 32. And right after the Charlotte Hornets moved off of him, one more season as an all-star with Boston, 
dwindling down a little bit in skill, and eventually, man, it happened pretty fast, his fall from the league. How do you feel as a Hornet fan? I mean, this is far from surprising. He's not the biggest star to ever have to go play overseas. We had Dominic Wilkins, Stephon Marbury, Dwight Howard's over there now. I mean, that's another story. But uh, the thing I'm looking at, though, is the graphic that they put out. Walker, did you notice yes, something? thank you for no bringing it up. Hornets, Bobcats. <laughs> shot of Kemba Walker. They had the unmitigated gall, as Stephen A. Smith would say, to put him as a Dallas Maverick on there when he looks washed. But no Hornets, no Bobcats, man. That's foul. If you put him in a Mavs uniform before you put him in a Hornets, crazy. Come on now. I just, do they not want to mention the Hornets or the Bobcats? I understand if you don't want to mention the Bobcats, but clearly his best days. You think of Kimba as a Hornet. Only the all-time leading scorer. Before anything else, you think of Kimba as a Charlotte Hornet and or a Charlotte Bobcat. And even then, after, by the way, it wasn't just a one-graphic-fits-all type thing. They they put four different pictures of Kimba Walker in the graphic that I saw. And we didn't see any of them. I'm looking at it right now. It's like, come on now. Yeah, it feels weird, though, right? Because it doesn't seem too crazy long ago. Maybe it does for some because we have moved on to LaMelo pretty immediately after Kimba Walker moved on to play with the Boston Celtics. One one year without Kimba, then you drafted LaMelo third overall, and it's been his team ever since. We just had the conversation yesterday. It was a strong take that LaMelo already, going into his fourth season, is a top 10 Hornet of all time. So perhaps you see it a little differently of it not being all that long ago. Doesn't seem like it's Europe time for Kimba, right? After... He was the all-time leading scorer after he put together an all-NBA season. No small feat. Yeah, you think he could still contribute to a team off the bench in some capacity, but I wanted to ask you, do you think this was Kimba's call to not put the Hornets on you? Oh, no. No, no, Because no. you don't think they previewed the graphics and said, hey, Kimba, we're going to no. put this out. Do you no. like it? No, I don't think anybody is calling Kimba <laughs> to see if they can put this out there. No, nothing like that. I think this is somebody just not giving the Hornets the respect or Kimba Hornet his respect. I did want to ask this because we do often like to live in nostalgia, especially within the ACC. I was looking up the roster, and there were a couple of recognizable names there. It's one of my favorite things to do, even if it's straight-up nerd boy stuff. I like to look at the EuroLeague rosters if they're in the news and see if there are any names that are recognizable because oftentimes you'll find random ACC legends that didn't really pan out in the NBA. How about a nice little Jaron Blossom game for you? Yeah, man. He's on the roster. Fiddy, does that do anything for you as an ACC fan as well, seeing Blossom game on AC Monaco's roster? I mean, I I, I guess. I mean, it's, it's never like his game blossomed to love where he could play in the NBA. Ah, he, he is did on one today, isn't he? he? did a little bit. Yeah, he's trying. <laughs> are, are you in a bad mood today? Is this the first bad mood Fiddy we're getting? Because I feel like we're getting hater Fiddy compared to the last week. No, I'm not in a bad mood. I just need a uh, she to pick me up. I'll talk to you guys about it uh, during the during the break. But uh, I'm not, not in a bad mood at all. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll man. I, pick me up. I cut up a lot of Jerron Blossom game footage for the ACC Digital Network. Yeah, they would call him Jerron. No big yeah. But, uh, yeah, I cut up a lot of footage of this guy. I thought he would end up – I didn't think he was going to be an NBA star, but I thought he would end up on an NBA team somewhere. He, he got some contracts. Yeah. He played for the Rockets a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's good to see that he's still hooping. He's a really good player for Clemson. All right, so we have a ton of text telling us about your first car. It's one of those – all-encompassing questions. Every demographic is going to answer this question. Everyone's going to love remembering what they drove for the first time. So we've got a lot of text to get to there. 
I also want to hear your favorite random ACC legend. And I, I can't get a good NBA player. You know, don't give me Vince Carter. Don't give me Anton Jameson. I don't want that. Antoine Jameson. I always mess it up. Don't give me Jameson. I want random guys that didn't really pan Star out in the role NBA. players. 100%. A Randolph Childress. Or, or guys who this. didn't. Yeah. Or guys who went to the NBA and weren't that great. Right. That's okay. fine. Yeah, okay. That's what I want as well. Feel free. You can answer any of the questions we threw at you. It's No Rules Friday. I'm not going to apologize for anything. It's Wes and Walker. We're off and rolling. We've got plenty more stuff to get to here on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Greatly outsourced our work here on Wesson Walker to start this Friday off. But again, no apologies because it's No Rules Friday. So basically, everyone else is hosting the show and we're just your mouthpiece. 704-570-9610. We asked you your favorite ACC legend, basketball legend, and the rules are that they can't have been a good player, even a journeyman level player in the NBA. I need like a rookie contract or something less than that. You can't be anything above any of that in order to be an ACC random legend that we're looking for. But the first question we asked was, what was the first car you ever drove or bought? Whatever you want to roll with, that's fine. We have a lot of text to get through. 803 said, 2002 Ford Ranger, got it at 16, and drove it until I was 27. Ford Ranger's a classic. How long did you drive your first car? Was it a long time? Uh. It was about probably a year and a half or so, maybe. That's and then such I a did. Wes answer. Man, you keep playing yep. into the theme that you will move on from a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that car started to break down. Okay, and then so that, you needed to. Yes, and then that's when I had to, because it was something with the spark plugs, and then it was, I mean, that car was tripping, because I had a couple of issues like you. Yeah. Especially when I had went to Orlando when I was at Full Sail, so I'm down in Orlando having car issues, can't get home, different stuff like that. So then that's when I ended up going. My cousin took me to a Honda dealership and I ended up getting my first, uh, I guess, new car. You could say I'd gotten a Honda Civic. Um, speaking of car problems, when my shock uh, shock absorbers were going bad on my Mercedes, going over a speed bump. <laughs> oh, was embarrassing every single time. I don't think there's anything worse than when your car won't start. Oh, it's it's embarrassing it's terrible, too because man. then you don't want help. And if you are any kind of person that has anxiety where it'll start and it's not turning over and it's not going, now everybody's looking at the car because 
everyone can hear it. <laughs> and you don't want to be the person that is driving a car that won't start. And you also don't want to be the person that asks for help from a complete stranger. It's just a complete mess. No, I've never it's gone terrible. through that. There's nothing. No, that's not from personal experience. And a mechanic hits you with a price that you're not ready for? Because there's five other problems you didn't know about, yeah. quote unquote. <laughs> Probably there's three more. Yeah. And then they're going to they add, add two more onto more. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll change that tire. I just got to change last week. <laughs> oh, I'm just telling you, they did a bad job. 704-570-9610. 704-FLY for the wine guys said 1978 Dodge Challenger that was orange with brown plaid interior. You, That's a guy that wrote a text in missing and reminiscing on his car. That yeah, guy is a challenger, man. Old school challenger. Uh, Cacalac, 1987 Carolina Blue Ford Bronco 2. Got it as a junior in high school, 2004. Did he drive it till 04? Yeah, man, that's a long time. Coach Pauly, 1990 Escort 5 Speed. We have our first NBA or ACC random legend. Hard stopper Hardly said, how about Maryland great Steve Blake? I'm not sure how much NBA he played, but he was awesome at Maryland. He played a long time because he was a good role player with the Lakers. Probably a little too good for what I'm looking for, but not egregious. Really? Blake, yeah. He, well, he was yeah. in the NBA for a while. Yeah, but... Uh- I mean, he was like a, it was a role player, a guy off the bench. Great bald head, by the way. He could shoot, though. That was the thing about Steve Blake, boy. He was a shooter. And please tell me you guys have seen that he was ready for the smoke in practice. It's not. I mean, he played with Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, Chris Wilcox. He played with guys that were ready to throw down. He played on. And Steve Blake, he played on the championship. Nine team. NBA teams, man. And he played for five. He played for a long time. All right, so if, if Steve Blake years. doesn't qualify, so Jared Jack's out of the equation 100% here. 100% he's out. What about Way Trevor Booker? Trevor Booker's pretty good. That's what Moose wrote it wrote in. What Tanner's about Juan Dixon? Juan Dixon, I, yeah. I he think, played six seasons, though. Is that too long? No. God, I six think seasons, for some re- This is a feeling-based question, and for some reason, Juan Dixon feels like a better answer than Steve Blake. Even if Juan Dixon was better at Maryland, Steve Blake had the longer NBA career, so I feel like Steve Blake yeah, is a played, worse answer. Juan Dixon played nine seasons, so he doesn't qualify. By the way, have you seen the Juan Dixon story? I have not. From within the last two years? We don't need to talk about it. Go look it up yourself, though. He's going bad? bad? Wild. <laughs> More wild. I don't want to get okay. caught in a corner here. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to tell you is that it's wild. That is the statement. Period. Is he out here looking worse than Steve Francis? That's the question. God. I don't know if I know the Steve. What's up with these? You ain't seen Steve guys? Francis in a while? I have not. Woo! So, so Maryland guards, it's not going well for these guys. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're saying? All right, yeah, we can man. move on. DJ wrote in 1996 Honda Accord, put some chrome taillights, and upgraded the rims. When you pimped it out, you know it was a nice car, man. Yeah. Even though it probably wasn't, it was just a good car with some cool features that you liked as a high school guy, but that was about it. Yeah, it still, it hits a little different. Brian said, my first car was a 2000 Honda CRV. We called her all reliable. Everybody had a name for a car, too, at least at some point. Do you name all your cars? I don't, but I know a lot of people that have. I think I, I, I feel like I named my first car something, but I forgot. Yeah, about I named it. pretty much all my cars. Fitty, I know you named your car something. Uh, my first truck because it was red. I just called him Red. My my Colorado. No, a lot of times. Nothing. I mean, I might cuss at it every now and again. Like the <laughs> other day when it when it cut off in the middle of the road, there was there was some some harsh words that I called it. So. I don't get into the thing. What about Eric Green, former leading scorer for Virginia Tech, first-team All-ACC type of guy? Yep, that absolutely fits. Sean Singletary. Zach from Kannapolis hit on mine. I was going to say my man, 
Big E, Eric Williams from Wake Forest. Eric oh, Williams is a nasty mate. dude down low, yes. man. He low. said ACC legends, Wes, not AAC legends. <laughs> there you go. I like Derek Williams. Hey, Fitty, did you get mad when your car cut off because you ran out of gas? Because I know you have a no, knack for doing that. I, I had actually... I'd actually just put gas in it, and for some whatever reason, like I was going down the road, and it just just cut off. Yeah, that's tough. It's always tough when you don't know what it is, then you start to really sweat. Like, what is this dealership going to tell me? Malcolm Delaney is a great answer on random ACC Ooh, legends. Yeah. A North Carolina one that I feel it's been a popular answer. Uh, Shaman Williams is one that people have written in. Like he's that, definitely qualified. Well, in, in North Carolina, it's kind of hard because if you're a legend, you probably have a real stay in the NBA. So it's hard to find that fine line with North Carolina. Uh, Shaman Williams is a good one. Big Eric Williams. Jake Lehman is a little bit of a recent one. Oh, God. Dude, why are we getting all these Maryland names popping up? This is why we need Maryland back in the ACC, damn yes, it. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Well, and then even it reminds me of a hated hated athlete by North Carolina fans in Grievous Vasquez. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the opposite. It's the same words, but the opposite feeling of your, oh, God, for sagebrush. Oh, God, same words, different for sagebrush compared to Grievous Vasquez. I absolutely, I, I may have told y'all this story or not. I got, I got grounded because I wished for him to tear his ACL. That's how much I hated watching him play. Oh, yeah, that's so bad. Yeah. He, dude, he ruined my Super Bowl Sunday. It was the year the Packers and the Steelers played. Carolina played like at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And he recorded like a triple-double, and they beat us by 30. And I remember just yeah. losing it that I got to, I got grounded for wanting him to get hurt. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Who was the one that did it? Was it your dad? It was my dad. Him, and I wished the same thing. I remember it was when Cadillac Williams got hurt. I cheered the injury and got sent to my room. How much have you changed from that? Not much. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, now I just go after the coaches, as, as, as Wes heard firsthand in the fishbowl. <laughs> yeah, it changes life forever. It's still, it is, it's the comment that we don't speak of. If you've ever seen the village, it's those we don't speak of. It's the comment we don't speak Tyrese of. Tyrese Rice. Tyrese Rice is another oh, guy. <laughs> I hated that dude so much. Fitty's oh god has a range. He, he, it's either seductive or it's, I hope you tear your ACL, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no in between. Oh God, Tyrese Rice. Oh God, Sagebrush. It's that range. <laughs> it is that range for you. Uh, last couple here because we got to get to some kind of normal sports talk, I guess. I don't know. There's no rules. So who cares? Scott Wood is a good one. Um, there you go. You can't help Shane it. Shane Larkin. Shane Larkin. I love that. Oh, Kenny Kaji, that Miami team. They that were, was fantastic. They were so much fun. They dude. were. They were very good. Scott Wood is like one of the few NC State players I did not hate. Like, I, I genuinely enjoyed watching that guy run around the three-point line and just shoot 40% from three. I've got one. Marcus Melvin is my most beloved okay. NC State uh, athlete of all time. Yeah. Ahead of his time. Big guy that could shoot from the perimeter. I, I also love Lorenzo Brown. because I, I, I thought, dude, I thought that state Ev team. Everybody thought he was going pro and was going to be awesome. Preseason, I think they were number six in the country. My my dumb butt thought they were going to the final four. They need, I, I think they missed the tournament that year. But they still had a couple of upsets with those squads. With C.J. Leslie, I believe they beat two-seated Georgetown, something like that. Got to the Sweet 16. So, Pretty yeah. happy you forget Joe Barry. Oh, Joe Barry. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Second favorite Tar Heel yeah, of all time. Yeah. Like him, Marcus Page, because Marcus Page had a brief stint in the NBA with the Hornets and the Jazz. Barely. I think he, he honestly, 
his minute total might be like 20 total in an NBA regular season game. It might be that short. One of the one of the shorter. You know, it's funny here. You know, the guy that has played the least amount of NBA time, but saw NBA time. Another almost Tar Heel, Jamison Curry came in mm. to defend an inbounds mm. pass or something like that <laughs> and is the only player it, it's it's the guy that has achieved the least amount of NBA time while also achieving some amount of NBA time all right that'll do it let's move on let's talk last about last one some, I'll say Kyle go, guy I, I want to have this oh. conversation <laughs> well those Virginia teams I, I mean, hated him so much Ty, I like Kyle guy. By, Ty Jerome by the way m- might not count I mean Ty Jerome is, is he like he's hanging on He's hanging on on Kyle these guy NBA is rosters. Too. But he kind of goes up and down yeah. with the two ways and all that type of stuff. Yeah, the thing about Kyle Guy, like in college, he's a star in the NBA. He's just, well, another guy. That was good. I got to give it up. That was pretty good. Don't you encourage him. He was a jag. <laughs> he's a jag. <laughs> that would have been so good. I wonder if anybody mentioned that while he was playing in Virginia. If they just had a sign, Kyle is a a jag that would have been fantastic just another guy all right let's talk carolina panthers let's switch it up because we're going to be talking a lot about them next week and beyond training camp it's going to start practice starts wednesday vets report tuesday rookies are going to be reporting tomorrow and yeah because gambling is about to come about in the state of north carolina sports gambling i'm going to give you some lines we've been doing this for quite a while but we're going to bring it back a new article is on espn discussing the 2023 over under on their win total, their odds to make the playoffs, their odds to win the Super Bowl, and then you could put a bet on Bryce Young regarding a couple categories. So let's talk about their win total. It's placed at seven and a half. And if you look at a Joe Fortenbaugh of ESPN, his analysis is that he likes the under on seven and a half. I know a lot of Panthers fans aren't going to like it, but this is what he says. His favorite is an under on the 7.5 OU for this uh, futures bet. It's not a big bet, but I'm on the under 7.5 wins here. This number is a bit inflated due to Carolina's soft competition within the NFC South, as well as the Panthers' above-average defense. But let's not forget that the Panthers still have a rookie QB who is undersized with a below-average supporting cast. Keep following in mind as well. Since 2000, rookie signal callers drafted within the top five who have started at least eight games saw their teams win just 39 percent of their contest that's not a good sign for betters on the over here's my thing they won seven games last year so if they win just 39 percent more of their contest that's should bump them up to one more game and that would cover i like the over on the seven and a half i think they're that talented of a football team I do think that there's a lot of merit that should go into a weak division considering you have to play everybody two times. I like the over on this. What say you? Well, I think this just continues the theme of mixed opinions, but I'll tell you right now, ESPN is not very high on the Panthers. A lot of the content that comes out about them is not very good as far as what they project them to be. So with this one, I'm going to go over with you as well, but I'm going to be cautious on it because I think that, you know, we get rocked to sleep in the NFL all the time thinking that things are going to continue to be what they were the previous year and if there's anything that we know about the NFL is that things change all the time. The Atlanta Falcons could come out and be the surprise team in the league and win 10-11 games or the Saints could win 12-13 to games. Who knows at this point but as far as just what we know today and what we think we know I think the Panthers and I think that highly of Bryce Young that they will get over this mark of seven and a half wins 
But also I would say, and I'm not riding the fence, I'm going to be decisive and be on the over, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they were on the under as well if some of the things kind of come to fruition where the receiving core doesn't quite live up to the hype. The offensive line uh, has some issues. Miles Sanders isn't what we think he's going to be either. So there are some factors that could play into it going under. But for now, I'm going to go with the over. Well, and and perhaps I was uh, a little confusing on the stat that Joe Fortenbaugh had about quarterbacks drafted in the top five since 2000. Those guys that have started at least eight games saw their teams win just 39% of their contests. It doesn't mean they won 40% more games the next year. It means they flat out won 40% of the games that they started. For me, top five teams normally drafting their quarterback in that range are not what looks like the Carolina Panthers usually. It's a very different type of scenario when the Panthers trade up in order to get into the top five and just so happen to go all the way up to number one overall. To me, Wes, this has more of the feel of a 2012 NFL draft when the Colts found themselves at number one, when they didn't have Peyton Manning and they were starting guys like Curtis Painter and Andrew Luck is able to take them to the playoffs his rookie season. And you know who else did that? RG3, his rookie season, because Washington, they trade with the Rams to go up to number two. It's not that they finished so poorly the season prior, but they traded up to go get their guy. The Rams, they recouped a ton of assets, but Washington got to the postseason very early. To me, it feels more of that scenario than the other teams that you might think of drafting in the top five. It means you are a bottom five team in the NFL. Carolina was a seven-win team last year, and I think they upgraded at QB, and they traded up to go into it. They didn't finish in the top five of the NFL draft. That's why I think it's very different from what Fortinbaugh is saying here. And See, I think the thing is, too, that this could all flip. Because just the way ESPN has turned on up now, we know there's not a better hype machine out there than the mothership, as they like to call it. Because if the Panthers come out and they're playing well, and especially at the midpoint of the season, they look like a contender, then it's going to be all gas on the Panthers. They are going to go hard uh, giving them their credit because then what will come to light is what at least we've thought so far, that their offseason was great. They made shrewd pickups. That's how the narrative would change on this team if they do end up uh, getting over that mark and really being a competitor uh, in the NFC. We know that ESPN is then going to start saying they made shrewd moves and and Frank Reich, why did the Colts ever let him go and all that type of stuff. And then Bryce Young, the hype machine, is going to go into overdrive uh, on him as well. So I think that uh, this is just interesting because this definitely could change if Carolina comes out and ESPN will be one of their biggest champions. So. Last thing, too, if we have them winning over seven and a half, the odds are you know, pretty decent that they'd make the playoffs. The odds to make the playoffs right now are at plus 175. And according to ESPN, that will put them at tied for 21st. So still below average when it comes to their odds to get to the playoffs. That's a bet I also like to just take a chance on because of how weak the division is. But also, Wes, whether you want to bet on that or not, whatever you decide to do, that's your prerogative. What I would say is how great would that be if here you are drafting a rookie QB, trying to set yourself up for the future, but then also finding yourself in a situation where you get playoff experience right away. We've talked about this with the Charlotte Hornets, where we'd love them to get in the playoffs to set themselves up for the future But we still have not done that with LaMelo Ball going into his fourth season. All he's had is a couple of blowout losses in the play-in tournament. So if you are going to the playoffs, 
to me, that's gravy, man. Like that's all, that's all to say, now you know what it's like to get ready for a playoff game, play in a playoff atmosphere. And really, if you don't win it, of course, you're going to do everything you can to win it, of course. But if you don't, then what you can do is you can apply that experience to the future and build off of it, getting a leg up on some of these other rookie QBs that don't have that experience in their first season. And that, West, to me, is very valuable. And it gives you a leg up also on these teams within the division that have not invested in their QB like the Carolina Panthers have, where Atlanta's going with Desmond Ritter, seeing how it works. New Orleans is holding on to vet QBs like Derek Carr. And Tampa Bay has Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. Nah, man, Carolina's already got the leg up on them anyway, including a possible playoff appearance. I agree with you. And just looking at their spreads for the entire season, they're only favoring in four games. So uh, Carolina's scheduled from what we look like and we think is not that daunting. Uh, the odds makers think otherwise, but I agree with you 100%. Carolina's already hit up the curve. They've got their guy. I, I'm a firm believer that once you get the guy quarterback, it's all downhill from there. 704-570-9610. You can tell us how you feel about the Panthers playoff and uh, the playoff odds and the over-under total. Real quickly, let's go to the first Fitty Flash of the day. What you got, Fitty? Fitty. you guys on the 151st Open Championship, which Wes has been locked in and watching since the moment he got <laughs> into the studio. American Brian Harmon is the top of the leaderboard. He's 10 under for the tournament. He finished his round 6 under today. Former firefighter Tommy Fleetwood, he's second place. He is 5 under. Jordan Spieth, former Open champion, he was 5 under as well, but he is 3 under, 7 off the pace, and some names that were projected to miss the cut. Former Open champion Colin Morikawa, Justin Rose, Ernie Els, Louis Oosthuizen, among others, guys that right now are projected to miss the cut at the 151st Open Championship. All right, we can keep you updated along those fitty flashes as the show goes on. Well, I tell you right now, as much as you guys like to talk tennis and baseball and all that, you better start getting schooled up on these fights when I want to talk about the fights and these WWE pay-per-views, the major ones, okay? If we just stay silent and give you all the mic time, no, is that okay No, no, well? no, no. The big fight, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, is coming up next weekend. That is a ginormous fight. Hey. So I'm going to need y'all to get a little schooled up on that. All right, well, how about instead... Of, all right, let's compromise. Instead of that... <laughs> Let's go to Brian Battle. Maybe we can get him on. And we he can, can get him talk on, talk about, about it. it, and y'all are going to talk about it, too. And is this a boxing match? Is this, yes, it uh, is. Uh, a right, huge well, fight. All right. Well, maybe Brian. I mean, Brian does UFC, but he can still, <laughs> we can still bring him on. So that'll be just fine. All right. Let's go to the campus corner. We got plenty more to get to here on Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Friday. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit us up on that text line, 704-570-9610. My man Vernon chiming in. He said Terrence Crawford for the win. Spence in the rematch, so he's on the boxing train. Vernon, are you going to buy the fight? I saw it was $84.95, so with tax, it would be like 90 bucks. I think they probably fight three times because these guys are two of the elites. Like, this is legit two legends that are going to fight in this fight, man. It's pretty good. I've been watching the All Accesses, getting excited about that. But for now, it is time to go to the campus. Kona. All right. Chad Morris is back on the Clemson staff. And this guy is returning. He's coming in with Garrett Riley. But Chad Morris was hired on the staff for Dabo Sweeney. And he will have an offensive analyst role coming in with Garrett Riley from TCU, the big time offensive coordinator, making a $2 million bag. And so this guy was the offensive coordinator from 2011 to 2014 before he became a head coach at SMU in Arkansas. Spent the 2020 season as the offensive coordinator at Auburn before taking the job at Allen High School. And folks, if you haven't ever seen their facilities, good Lord. You're talking about a small college, better than a lot of colleges. But Clemson set 127 offensive records during Morris's four seasons and also recorded the top three scoring seasons in school history. Also, four of the top five passing seasons in school history. He was a guy that was fast-paced with the spread offense, throwing it all over the yard. So, with Chad Morris in the building again, Garrett Riley coming from TCU, is Clemson going to light up the scoreboard in 2023? Well, here's my question. Do you know anything about the, the Ewing theory? The okay. Patrick Ewing theory. What is that? It's coined by Bill Simmons, who says that if if you are a part of the Ewing theory, your team gets better after you leave, even if you are a very good figure in what you do, right? When Pat Ewing left the New York Knicks, that's when they actually get to the NBA Finals in 1999. So that's where it stems from. So Chad Morris... His first year with Clemson in 2011 being the play caller, that's their first double-digit season under Dabo Sweeney, right? 10-4, and 11-2, 11-2, 10-3. Double digits galore all across the way. But they don't get to their first college football playoff until the year after he leaves, right? So here you have Chad Morris helping them out quite a bit, being a mastermind of the offense with them getting to double-digit wins. But once he leaves, that's when they lose in a championship appearance and then they win the next year, the championship. They win the whole thing. They get to the Sugar Bowl the year after that, and we know what Clemson would become. My question is, do you buy into the Ewing theory with Chad Morris, or is this more so a fantastic thing with him coming alongside Garrett Riley? I think it's a great thing, man. <laughs> it's kind of like Wake Forest after I left when they won the ACC championship after Oh, you're Patrick Ewing? Yeah. I didn't know, they, I didn't know you were Ewing part of the guy, Ewing man. Theory, Wes. Mm-hmm. That's tough. <laughs> That's got to be tough, man. How bi- Were you bitter? Or no, you not at all. Okay. I did not expect that. You couldn't have given me a million scenarios where <laughs> I thought that that was going to happen. So not at all. But I think this is a good thing 
uh, for Clemson. He'll be an extra set of eyes to be able to maybe see some things that Garrett Riley may not. Now, they still got to get that quarterback, but I think this is a great thing. Well, and I'm joking. 704 said, but Chad Morris was responsible for the offensive system and recruiting Deshaun Watson. Yes, I know Chad Morris really helped set them up for success going forward. And so with him coming back, yeah, it's all a joke. This is not Ewing theory. For him coming back alongside some outside help, I think what what Coach Dabo has done bringing both of these guys alongside each other to where now you have a great offensive mind in Riley and then somebody that can take you back to the familiar times that got you set on the right path in the first place. It's a great marriage between those two. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so over in Chapel Hill, Drake May, his star is continuing to shine bright as he has become an influencer and a signed athlete for the Rocks. New energy drink called Zoa. Hopefully, it's better than a lot of the movies he makes. But Zoa has natural caffeine, B and C vitamins, electrolytes, amino acids, zero sugar. It's keto friendly and gluten free. Me being the uh, advertising target that I am, I know the first time that I see it, I will purchase some to see what it tastes like. It's been a long time, but I've had it before. I had. Oh, you had it. I've had Zoa before. It was a while back. Wow, so so this is not new. He's no, just getting athletes to advertise. I don't think so. I think okay. he's just getting a- athletes to advertise it. I don't remember it being that great. But maybe if Drake May starts to endorse it, maybe they add a little something to it, maybe it tastes better. I wouldn't be opposed to trying it again. So I'd be down to try that. Maybe we can do an on-air review of Zoa okay. once again. Because I've been drinking Bang a lot. You know how it is. I have one every single morning. Not saying it's the greatest thing, but this is what I use to get my caffeine. Maybe Zoa can help me out a little bit. I tried to do Prime, man. I do like the uh, hydration drinks. And then my son and I both were drinking the Prime energy drinks, but it's been taken off the shelves in Australia and Canada. They said the caffeine in it is out of control. That's Logan Paul's drink, YouTube sensation, and WWE star. But The Rock said that, and you wonder with his busy schedule how he knows about these guys, but he said he personally selected these phenomenal individuals because of the energy, tenacity, and excitement they bring to the game. With a diverse set of stories and experiences, they're driven, hungry, talented, and ready for Zoa to help fuel them to greatness. So that is pretty dope uh, for Drake May, hometown kid made good. And lastly, I told you guys earlier this week about NC State transfer wide receiver Bradley Rosner that's coming over from Rice. He's six foot seven or six foot five, excuse me, averaged nearly 20 yards per reception. But listen, the guy is going to be in his eighth year of playing college football. You talk about the last class of the pandemic players. (laughs) This guy's going to be in his eighth season, so I can't wait to hear what some of the fans are going to be saying, what I might say. That's probably not safe for airwaves if he catches a key touchdown pass on Wake Forest because I'm going to be talking really reckless. Well, I'm not going to hate on anybody going after their PhD and playing college football at the same time. (laughs) I think that's commendable. Yeah, man, this guy could probably be a professor by the time he comes out. I mean, could you imagine eight years of college? Would you have done eight years of college if you could have, like, on a scholarship like this guy? It's a great question because oftentimes people will hate on these guys for playing as much as they can. But look, man, if you're not going to get to the NFL, if you're not going to get to the professional league and you can stay in the game and the game that you love, knowing you're not going to make money off of it after you graduate, why not? I'm not going to hate. All right. Well, when we come back, it is time to trend on the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.